Hello beautiful humans, this is Alicia from Ethical Wellness Programs and you are listening to the Heal in Motherhood podcast, the show that combines the science of the mind-body connection and trauma research along with spiritual teachings and practical tools to help women heal their lives from the inside out and reclaim their inner goddess while showing up as the person, parent and partner they came here to be. If you like what you hear on today's show, please don't forget to leave us a review on the iTunes podcast app so that we can grow our community and impact as many women's lives as possible. Welcome beautiful ladies. So today we've got Kieran on the podcast and Kieran is a matrescence mentor childbirth educator, co-parent to two little girls and a recovering people pleaser. She's on a mission to support other women to stop living, to please others and start living from their magnificent selves. Matrescence, which is the process of becoming a mother, throws us into a whirlwind of self-doubt, grief, disconnect, loneliness and a whole bunch of other toughness no one tells us about. This transition is begging mothers to pay attention and Kieran believes this is the time where we can have a spiritual awakening. Through her podcast, Matrescence Awakening, group programs and one-on-one mentoring. Kieran is supporting mamas to demystify the spiritual world and become their own healers through the bigness of this transition. As someone who used to hold judgmental opinions on spirituality and also used to hold herself on a mothering pedestal, well pedestal well before she had an actual human child. Kieran knows firsthand the power of leaning into the unknown, releasing perfectionism and surrendering to the messiness of it all. Okay, so welcome, Kieran. Thank you so much for being here. Hi. Hello. Thanks for having me. That's okay. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today because Although I've been working with women for the last two and a bit years, I've only in the last two months, I would say, learnt about matrescence. And Mm. I've really, over the last few months, been starting to learn all about it. And I really loved it when I heard about it because it felt so validating. And as soon as I heard it, I was like, oh, this is what I've been talking about. I just didn't have the label if you like um to label it with and yeah I just think it's such an important topic and I'm really excited to talk about matrescence with you and your journey today so yeah let's start with what is matrescence can you talk to us about that please yeah absolutely so Women have always gone through matrescence. We just haven't had the knowledge or understanding or language to actually see it for what it is. You know, so this is like our generation really is the first generation that has that sort of understanding that we go through these massive shifts and we need to allow that space for ourselves to journey through the transformation. We don't have that shared and learned knowledge from our mothers before us because even though they went through it, like I said, they didn't recognize it. So, you know, we're a lot more aware now and it is still relatively unknown. But the more we have these conversations and the more women hear about it, the more supported we are, even just through the awareness that, oh, I'm not alone through this. So matrescence is uh, that big transformation that happens when we become mothers. So it doesn't matter how the child comes into your world, whether that's through vaginal birth, C-section, surrogacy, adoption, stepchild. When we have a child enter our lives, we shift and change in every aspect and element of our life, you know, physiologically, physically, um, socially, spiritually, like every aspect of us changes. And we often see it as like, I'm the only one going through these changes. Why do I feel so disconnected from myself? 
Why does this not feel like I thought it would feel? Why am I grieving my old life? I wanted this baby so badly. Why do I miss that old self? You know, and when we don't have these conversations or actually understand that this is just part of the process of rediscovering ourselves as mothers, it can feel really lonely and isolating and just like we're the only ones deep in the mess of motherhood. And social media can, you know, be a blessing or a curse. I think so often it's easy to fall into the trap of consuming content that shows this sort of perfect image of motherhood. Mm. And it's not just through social media. It's also through things like advertising, movies, um, TV shows, you know, these things that we always kind of see that this glowing maternal nurturing, um, so satisfied mother When actually we're like, this is like, feels like one big mess. Like why doesn't my (laughs) lived experience meet up to what I'm seeing externally being presented to me? So if you're deep in the mess, just know mama, like we have all been there. We will all be there. Matrescence isn't something that is just, you know, within the first 12 months or the first couple of years or before another child comes along. It's like once you're on the matrescence ride, there's that continual evolution and journey of rediscovery of self. So there's no finish line, there's no ending. And we go through it in big ways each time we have a child, if you're having more than one child. So yeah, it's it's really about that time of internal self-reflection, discovering who you are, doing your own inner work for healing. And the thing that I really love about matrescence and, and why I really love supporting women in this way is because it's not about parenting. It's not about your children. Yeah. And we can so often get forgotten as, you know, the incredible women that we are because our whole life revolves around our children. And all the messaging that we get back is about like, is your child a good child? Are they sleeping? Are they feeding? Like, you know, we get forgotten. So I'm like, no, mamas, let's not forget you. You focus on yourself, do your healing work. And that ripples out to how you parent how you show up in your partnership, how you show up as a colleague or a business owner or, you know, in your life, that's where the ripple starts. But it starts with you first, with mama first, and not because she's a mama, but because she's a well-deserving woman for that time and exploration of self. Yeah, I love that. So beautiful. You've just really, yeah, my heart is feeling lots of things right now because there's so much to unpack that one paragraph. (laughs) (laughs) paragraph of chat is just like it's massive and I don't think that we give ourselves enough credit and we're not seen as like you know we think that mothering is just this natural and normal transformation and we're like oh everyone goes through motherhood it's not a big deal Mm -hmm. but it is a big deal yeah (laughs) And we don't realize how much support a mother needs in this transition. And so many things are changing. And I love how you pointed out that once we have children, it becomes all about the kids and the parenting. Am I doing this right? Am I doing this right? How do I fix this behavior? How do I get them to potty train? And they're the sort of things that we're focusing on of yeah like the sleep and the is it is she a good kid does she say please and thank you yeah like our child saying please and thank you is the determination whether we are worthy and good parents massively I wrote about this you know you don't want to have that tantruming child in the shop because then you're not a good parent we make that mean we're not good parents Yeah, like let's start supporting the mother and letting her be seen. And like you said, once you start to heal yourself, I mean, I feel like motherhood is like this initiation. It's like initiating you into the new self. You know, you're not meant to be your old self. You're not meant, you know, we have this idea of like, oh, we're going to become mums, but I'm not going to lose my identity and I'm not going to change my friends and I'm going to have the same relationship with my partner that I've always had. And all of that changes. And to think that we don't need support and we don't need someone by our side cheering us on 
who isn't part of our family or friends network mm. is crazy. And yeah, I love the idea of matrescence and bringing the mother to the forefront because we're mm. the glue in the family, right? We're the one that can make big changes. So we model that to our children. So mm. how did your matrescence journey begin where was you when you started to hear and know about matrescence I'm so keen to go there I just want to touch on that thing about change that you mentioned first before we move through that because change is often seen as such a negative thing you know we get these projections at us like oh you're just going to change or you've changed or don't go changing And we feel like we have to hold on to those parts of ourselves because we are scared to evolve and change because there's often that negative connotation around it. But actually, like the change is necessary. The change is inevitable. And we can either resist the change and want to hold on to those things that are no longer lighting us up, no longer serving us, no longer bringing us joy because we feel like I made that decision to have these things in my life and I just need to be grateful and happy about it well, like it's okay to revisit things and release things and let things go because it creates more space in your life to bring in things that really do feel aligned and do spark joy in you. So if there is that resistance to change, just know that it's going to happen either way. You can either like lean into it and allow the process to happen and enjoy the process. And of course, there's obviously like some muddiness that often comes with that. Or you can just continue holding on to your old self because you're feeling that fear to actually release. But either way, you're making a choice and the change is going to come eventually. Yeah. But in terms of my um, my journey with matrescence, so I started um, my business world with an online e-commerce store. I was selling kids and babies clothing. And I started that about three months after the birth of my first child. And I didn't really know why I was starting it or what I wanted out of it, but I just had this really like innate urge to start something and do something. So I was running that business for about six months. And then I was like, oh, it's just not really feeling right. Like I don't feel fulfilled by this. I feel like I want to be contributing more. I want to be supporting women. And, you know, I always had this idea about building this sort of community around the shop that I had, but it just wasn't really the right avenue. So I was really questioning, like, what do I want to do? how do I want to feel? How can I do that? What's going to like, you know, bring me that way of living that I want. And so I started teaching childbirth education. So I used the hypnobirthing Australia program for the birth of my first child. And when I kind of had that spark in my mind that actually I can like train in this and teach this to other women, I was like, yes, that's what I want to do. So I really just started like following little breadcrumbs of what feels good for me. I still didn't know about matrescence at this stage. Because of that business, I started working with a business coach and her specialty was around um, mindset and marketing. So the marketing stuff was all relatively straightforward, but it was the mindset stuff that really took work. And it was the first time I really started to look at personal development kind of stuff. I was always like really judgmental towards anything spirituality. So I wasn't really going down that path. It was more like yeah, the, the psychology side of the mindset stuff, the stuff that I felt was like really tangible. And so I started growing and growing and growing and doing a lot of work in that space. And then I started to slowly be opened to a more spiritual way of doing things, of trusting the unknown, trusting the things that I couldn't see and just, you know, following little breadcrumbs of what interested me. So I didn't dive straight in, but I really started to just explore that world and the, the deeper I got, the more I was like, this is amazing. <laughs> Still didn't know about matrescence at this stage. But what I did know is that through the work that I was doing in the, in the childbirth space, I was like, there needs to be more support for mothers postpartum. Like obviously birth is such an important thing and the education that I teach is really important. But what about afterwards? You know, we're just kind of like chucked into the world of parenting with little support. So I really started to explore how can I support mothers in this space? And I trained to become a postpartum doula. Now I knew I didn't want to be a hands-on doula, like doing things like going and, you know, helping mums tidy around the house and cook them food and that kind of stuff. I just knew that didn't light me up. I did not want to go and do that. I love doing that for my family and friends, but to think about like having to cook meals for mamas 
as part of my job. I was like, I know that is not me. I'm not going to get any longevity out of that. But I didn't know what else there was. So I was just like, there's something here. I'm just going to kind of delve into it. And it was through that that I heard and, and discovered this word matrescence. And I was like, what is that? I got a little bit curious. And then I was listening to podcasts about it, just kind of like trying to understand it more. And the more I understood it, the more I was like, this, like, this is it. This is exactly what I experienced. This is, you know, why things started to really shift for me with my businesses and why I started to look more internally and why I was open to this kind of stuff and why I'm feeling so called to continuously work on myself and, and make myself, yeah, show up in the world differently and these sorts of things. And I knew if I was experiencing this and, and the, the impact that it had on me on just understanding that this is a process, like this is actually mm. a process. I knew it could be really powerful to bring to women. And, you know, I know I really come at, come at it from the angle that it is a spiritual process. And I know there's often a lot of resistance around that because it can be seen as weird or wacky or woo-woo or unknown or, you know, too out there. But actually spirituality can mean a whole range of things. And there are so many different tools and ways of thinking and being within that world. But coming back to self first and foremost is like the biggest thing that I've got out of my spiritual journey. And also believing that there's something bigger out there supporting and guiding us. And it's that trust in the unknown, trust that I'm being supported by something bigger that's gotten me through some of the hardest times that I have ever gone through. And so I really like working with women and helping them to like rediscover themselves and connect in with this because it does take a different way of thinking and being and doing to discover yourself at that yeah, level. Definitely. And I love how you spoke about your business journey and how when we become mothers, our values change without us actually realizing yeah. sometimes. But I think this is so why it's so common that when we have children, all of a sudden, that is like when we are tapped into our creative power, you know, we're birthing mm. a new child. And then we are so tapped into that more sort of feminine energy and that feminine flow and that creative power within us. And then also connecting that with like our values changing because now we're starting to think, well, how can I start to give back to the world so that the people after me have got a good life or so that, you know, my daughter can then have the support she needs when she becomes a mother. And we start to stop yeah. thinking about ourselves, you know, life just is about us. And then we start to change it. It's we, it's, you're not just you anymore. Like you've got this extension <laughs> yourself and you're creating for her or him as well, you know? So I feel like that's, I meet so many women entrepreneurs who have gone on their journey and it's been motherhood that has been the, like I said, the initiation into that. It's been like yeah. that has been yeah. the shift and then the business comes and as you know, growing a business, like you said, there's so much mindset work to do. That's unavoidable Yeah, because if you yeah. don't have the, I want to say right, but you know, a, um, yeah, I guess right mindset for growth and expansion and you're still in those vibrations of like what you said people pleasing and perfectionism perfectionism and yeah. motherhood don't blend well and nor does perfectionism and business that doesn't blend well either. <laughs> so. no but it's something that we uh, we try and strive for that we try and aspire to like I'm going to be the perfect yeah. mother you know I'm going to have the perfect nursery and have all of the perfect gadgets that I need. And my baby's going to be, you know, perfectly presented all the time. And it's that, yeah, that Instagram lifestyle that just makes us think like we get this little snapshot of a perfect nursery and then we forget like, actually that needs to be lived in. <laughs> or actually like my child's just going to cry for no reason sometimes. Like sometimes it doesn't matter how much comforting or how much I try to meet their needs. They're just going to cry sometimes. Like I'm still a perfect parent if my child you know, he cries and just needs that comfort. Yeah, definitely. And it's so interesting how we put so much emphasis on buying the baby things and the baby shower and like you said, the right nursery and have I got the perfect 
pram and the perfect capsule and this and that. Yeah. And it's like all of those external things, yes, you need them, but none of them matter. And actually what we should be doing is thinking about, am I emotionally regulated? Have I got a, the right yeah. mindset of being able to be there and hold the space and the capacity to hold space for my children's emotions. And when things show up for me, am I, do I have the tools that I need to be able to get me through, you know, so that it isn't always a struggle. Motherhood is a beautiful journey. And like you say, it can be a spiritual journey and we can use it as an opportunity to move into a spiritual awakening. I mean, I don't think there's anything more spiritual than giving your body over to another human being to live and grow in. Yeah. <laughs> like, what is more spiritual yeah. than that? <laughs> Isn't that wild? I know. <laughs> what even do we do? Like, we are incredible human beings, yeah. right? <laughs> Absolutely. And all of a sudden we forget that. You know, the baby comes out and we forget that. We're told that we need to bounce back. We're told that we need to go back to work. We're told that we should or we shouldn't breastfeed. We're told that we should and we shouldn't sleep train. We're told that we, you know, there's just so much conflicting information. And and when we consume all that, it's so hard to really understand what is ours and what is not ours. And I think that's like really like one of the key things about this work. It's like you have the answers internally. You can shut out that external noise. Sure, go and seek guidance, go and seek different options, but don't try and seek the answers that are right for you from someone external to you because they're never going to match up. Like it might get lucky and it might match up occasionally, but actually like you have the answers internally. And when we're, you know, when we grow up believing that we shouldn't be trusting ourselves and trusting our intuition, it's hard to think that then we can go into motherhood just believing that we're going to know this innate thing to do because, you know, we're designed to do this. So I'll just know. No, actually, like connecting to your work, it's like building a muscle. You have to practice it. You have to actually allow yourself to be led by it and make, and I'm going to say this in inverted commas, mistakes or get it wrong, inverted commas, because like I deeply believe there are no mistakes. There are no getting it wrong. It's just lessons. Like we are just here to make, to, mm. to learn lessons. But the more that we do it, the more that we allow ourselves to do it, the stronger and stronger that becomes. And the stronger then you're able to create a life for yourself that feels really aligned and for your family rather than being like, well, this is what we should do. And, you know, I definitely grew up at, like, as you read in the bio, as a people pleaser, like this is the life I should be following. These are the steps that have come before me. This is what my life is going to look like. It's already written. Like it's just this path. Well, actually, no, like it doesn't have to be that way. We actually get to make whatever decisions we want to make. We can have life look however we want to look. If we want to pack up the family and drive around Australia in an RV, like let's go and do it. (laughs) Who says the kids have to be in a school, you know? So just, yeah, when you're, what actually feels good? What, what is mine? What do I want to really work towards here? life becomes so much richer and so much deeper. And we allow ourselves to go to the depths of everything, of all of the emotions, because we know like this is actually serving me here. This is my growth. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I love how you spoke about the intuition part, because I know that's a big part of my course and my journey is tapping, helping women tap into that intuition. Because like you said, it's not natural. It's not normal and if we've been parented in a certain way like our only experience because we don't live in that village anymore our only experience of parenting is how we've been parented and so many of us go through trauma growing up and a lot of us have come from that more authoritarian sort of space where it's like Children should be seen and not heard, be quiet, say the right thing, be a good girl, use your manners and all of those things where it's like the adults have always sort of held they know best, the power power. on that space. And what we're really leaning into now, I think, 
as a society, as a culture, is really honouring our children's needs and saying they're a human being too, you know, like what Mm -hmm. they're saying is important and we're going to get down on their level and we're going to listen because they are the closest to spirituality, like they're closest to the realm Mm. of living and dying, you know. So they have got so much wisdom and so much knowledge. Yeah. And it is hard for us to we do get that message of like oh you're a mum so you're just no and for a lot of us that's not the reality like we're trying to be different yeah. parents to how we were parented but we don't know how that looks you know so yeah it takes yeah. time and self-inquiry and you've got to want it and you've got to do the work and show up even just learning how to do self-inquiry a lot of us don't challenge our own thoughts and our beliefs or our expectations or our perceptions we're just going with what is we're not exploring and I feel like that's really what the spiritual realm gives us and that healing realm is like it gives us that space to be able to explore different things like and say okay so why is it that life is this way and is it this way what is Mm. deeper what is beneath the surface of that yeah 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 and it can feel really challenging and really Mm. messy to have really honest conversations with yourself Like, what is my role here? How have I actually showed up to create this outcome? And sometimes, like, yeah, it's easier for the ego to say, well, it was someone else created that. Someone else said this and it made me feel this way, so it's their fault. Well, actually, no. Like, why did whatever they said or did, why did that make you feel that way? What do you, what's your experience with that? And yeah, it can be really challenging and really messy, but it's also like where the work is. I think often there's this view of spirituality, like it's all just like full moons and crystals and saging and like, you know, flowy dresses. Like, yes, if you want it to be that, but actually like my experience of spirituality is like, like messy, messy, teary, like crying (laughs) sessions and touching pillows and screaming into pillows. And like when we can allow ourselves to feel the depths it allows us to feel the joy or the happiness or those you know lighter emotions more and there is nothing wrong or bad about anger and frustration we just have been raised to believe that there is but actually we have to allow ourselves to feel it and process it and move it like not just stay stagnant in it but actually learn to move it so we can feel the richness at the other side as well. We can't just think like, I'm going to do all of this work and I'm going to be like at peace and one with the universe all the time. Like, yeah, sure, you will feel like that sometimes, but it doesn't come without going to that hard place, going to that messy, challenging place and being really honest with yourself about how am I showing up here? Like that's the work. And that's why... I think that's why support is like so important. And for me, I've like used a whole different range of um, support over my over my time and my healing. I've used like kinesiology, breath work, body dearmoring, women's circles, like you you name it, I've probably tried it. And when I'm at those places where I feel like I'm a bit stuck or stagnant or I just can't find the words or delve deeper. Like that's where that kind of support in the healing journey really comes in because it allows me to move it and go deeper and understand myself more. So like motherhood isn't a journey that we should be doing alone and neither is our spiritual or healing and growth and matrescence journey. Like support is just so necessary. Yeah, and I feel like I really resonate with that because of I have done all my training and I know all the stuff and the information I've always done a lot of healing on my own I've done a lot of self-healing and I've always been a kind of a little bit like oh I know it so I can just do it myself right Mm -hmm. um but recently I decided to um myself and 
also in healing with other people but what I've found is when you're in coaching and you're being held in that space so much more it like almost fast tracks it for you because they can see what you can't see and the things that you can't see are the things that you need to heal (laughs) so I love self-healing and I definitely feel like yes you don't need anyone outside of yourself that's right you can do it alone but you shouldn't because there's so much more richness in being witnessed that person yeah. isn't there to help me fix my life. She's just witnessing me mm-hmm. going through the process and she's holding the space for me safely. And I just feel like I've got someone on my team and it's been so powerful and so transformational. Whereas before I just was always like, oh, well, I already know it and I can already see it, you know, that ego sort of yeah. like energy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've yeah. Got this. And now... <laughs> I'm doing it with someone else and I'm just finding that it's just so much more transformational and things are just like really heating up and really flowing. So I definitely feel like, yeah, get support. And like you said, the mothering journey is not something you should do alone, which we all do. We all are doing it alone. We Mm -hmm. live in our own houses and motherhood can feel so isolating especially if you are going through this spiritual journey at the same time which was my experience because then you know I let go of a lot of relationships because they weren't aligning so I remember Mm -hmm. going through a big phase of like I don't have anyone like I don't have any friends you know who I feel deeply um, in connection with who I can speak to about these things so, and it wasn't really until I started reaching out more to people like you who are in doing this as a business and understanding that journey. And that's why yeah. I create my Facebook group to support, you know, ha- allow those connections to hopefully um, come into fruition, you know, so... Yeah. Yes. So there's a few things I want to like, just go- talk to to that as well is the yeah, you can hire all of the support, which as I said, I feel is like deeply necessary, but no one can do that work for you. No. So you can show up to coaching calls, but if you're not doing the work in between, like that change isn't going to happen. So there's such a deep level of self-responsibility through this Mm. journey and you have to want it. Like no one can do that work for you, but yes, being held and witnessed as you transition and transform is just incredibly powerful. And the other thing that I wanted to mention is around that really like challenging time of the release. And so we have to release things that no longer serve us to create space for things that do align with us. So when you're in that mothering journey and you're already feeling isolated in your house because we don't parent in a community kind of way, And then you're like, actually, these friends are no longer serving me. And actually, these old beliefs that I'm holding, they're no longer serving me. And actually, like, all of this, like, stuff that I've got in my house, like, this used to really feel good to me, but this no longer feels good to me anymore. And all of a sudden, like, everything is just feeling like it's not you anymore and you have to release it all. And it can just feel like you're really, like, floating in the middleness of nothing. It just can feel like there's no grounding. There's nothing anchoring you. And that can feel quite challenging. So then it's like, well, I'm just going to like hold on to these things, even though they don't necessarily feel right to me. I'm just going to hold them because it feels safer. But actually, if you're able to support yourself through that messy middle, through that transition, and this is where like the deep trust in something bigger, supporting and guiding us can really, really serve then it creates space for more of that newness to come in. I really like to see it like a really nice analogy that I like is when you're doing a spring clean, you know, when you start out at the spring clean, you're like, yes, like I'm going to like give it my all. This is going to be incredible. I'm going to feel so fresh. Like I'm so up for like getting through all this stuff. 
you pull everything out of the cupboards, right? And there's like dust going everywhere because I haven't been in there for like years and everything's laid out on the floor. And by this stage, you're like getting distracted by old memories and like getting nostalgic over things. And you're like, oh, that was such a better time. Even though you only remember like the one small snippet was a better time that even though like it wasn't necessarily. And you get really distracted and then you start to get tired. And you're like, oh, I'm just like, I'm really tired. I just can't be bothered dealing with all this stuff anymore. And you've got two choices. You can either like leave all of the stuff out and have it out there and just have it cluttering and not having it like feel good or feel spacious or, you know, bring you joy. Or you can say, all right, yeah, it's a bit tough right now. Like I'm struggling right now, but I'm just going to give it you know, my all, I'm going to sort through this stuff. And by the time you sort through it, you get rid of the stuff that you don't want. You keep the small amount of stuff that serves you back in the cupboard. It's neat. It's tidy. It's spacious. There's more space there. So, you know, we can kind of see our healing journey like that. Like it's, it's a roller coaster. It's up and down. And sometimes you're going to be like really into it, experiencing transformations, like feeling really tapped in. And then other times you're going to be like, what is life? Like, I don't know who I am. Like, all of this is no, like, it, there's no point. I'm not changing. But like, if you can see the trajectory, like it's still upward, even though it's, you know, a bit of a roller coaster through. Yeah, you always seeing those things on, um, I love that analogy there. And you always see those things on the Instagram or Facebook or whatever, where they've got like, where you think your healing journey is linear and then they've got like this messy thing. They're like, <laughs> yeah. what it really looks yeah. like. And it's like yeah, yeah. just a big mess. <laughs> um, but I think one of my favorite spiritual practices really and what it comes back to for me and down to for me, and I don't know how this feels for you, but is learning the acceptance of it all and saying and this is a lot harder than what you think it is but saying that everything is allowed you know and it goes back to those emotions as well of like there is no good and bad emotions they just are there are labels on them because you know oh well anger feels uncomfortable for me so therefore it's a bad emotion or it's negative or whatever it is or we see it as this frustration but if we can have this underlying belief that everything is allowed and everything is accepted then it just takes the charge out of everything it's like not avoiding but also not getting like lost in in the chaos not getting lost in the emotions and getting lost in the I've got to be there and actually I'm going to give a little bit of an example because I did this this morning I and I was thinking to myself no matter how much healing I do why is it still stressful (laughs) for me to get ready and get the kids out of the house on time and get to school. Yeah. <laughs> no matter how healed I am, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this is still an issue. Yeah. <laughs> yes. oh, dear. It's like life, and I can laugh about it, but in that moment, I'm like, why am I getting like, I'm like, what is that? Why am I still, what is the belief that I'm holding onto there? Where is the self-inquiry come from and where do I need to go with it so that it doesn't feel so frustrating and stressful and annoying? (laughs) But also having that acceptance come in and saying, that's okay. You know, you want to be there on time. That's okay that you want to be there on time and you're feeling stressed right now. And that really helps me to be able to be like, okay, take a breath. It's not as bad as what we think it is, you know? So, and letting go of it as soon as you move into your day as well. Yeah, absolutely. And I deeply resonate that with that as well, you know, as a a child who grew up very much following the rules and, and had a family that, you know, five minutes early is on time. Like you're never late to anything. Yeah. I very much, like, I very deeply feel the, um, the on-time thing and something that I have been trying to release as well. And some days I'm a lot better at it than other days. And it's not that, 
you know, I still like to come at those things with a lot of respect. Like if I'm meeting someone, I try to be there because to me, it signifies respect when someone's on time, but also like, that's my own story. So I need to really check myself and say, just because maybe someone's five or 10 minutes late to meeting me, doesn't mean they don't respect me. That's just a story that I've put on myself. Mm. It actually means nothing about the way that they think about me. And I can like release and relax that a little bit. I also find particularly around the school drop thing, the more self-care I give myself, and I know that's a bit of a buzzword and could be a bit triggering, especially for moms like self-care, but the more self-care I give myself, the easier it is for me to not be so stressed about those things. So for me, self-care might look like going to bed early instead of staying up scrolling all night, you know, giving myself a chance to actually eat some food in the morning, no matter how much the kids are like at my legs to be picked up. It's like, no, I will be eating because I know when I don't eat, I'm even more hangry. So just those sorts of things are what can really help me. But yes, it's like, it's this beautiful balance between self-inquiry and self-compassion yeah, and also like, as you say, acceptance, like some things I just can't change some things are constantly going to be repeating through my healing journey. And we see that so commonly. It's like, there's, you know, two or three things that you keep thinking you heal. And then there's another layer. You heal it. There's another layer. Heal it. There's another layer. And it's easy to go into that spiral of like, well, this isn't working. This, You know, I can't change this. I can't shift this. It's just who I am and put this big block up. But actually, if you can see it as like, you're just delving to another layer, really supportive on the journey. Yeah, that's so helpful because I was, it was like, I'm shame. I was shaming myself in that moment. I wasn't having compassion. I wasn't seeing the bigger picture. I was shaming myself and I was getting frustrated with the kids and I'm like, come on, let's just get the shoes on. And I'm gritting through my teeth, trying (laughs) my hardest not to be impatient with them. Yeah. And then cursing myself being like, well, you've done all this healing and you can't even get your kids out of the house without yeah. being impatient. <laughs> you know, It's like, you yeah. should be able to do this easy, but you know, we are at where we're at and yeah, that's really helpful. So thank you for that. And I feel like yeah. that really brings us into kind of our next transition, which is what I'd like to um, sort of ask you next is um, so how can women sort of get started on this journey or what are some tips or tricks what's something that you like to sort of give to your clients yeah so like there's so many different things that you can start with but I think it's really important to really remember and recognize that this is a huge huge journey and there is a lot of work that comes with it now that's not to say like you've got a big journey ahead of you, you should be feeling scared. It's like, don't feel like you have to like be rushing out the gate, healing every single aspect and element of yourself and using every single tool and, you know, being the perfect spiritual healer because, you know, I've tried that and it doesn't work. (laughs) Learn from my mistakes. Take your time. Go with self-compassion. I think the most important thing is to follow the breadcrumbs of intrigue. So what are you feeling most intrigued by? What's the one thing that you've heard in this podcast episode that sparked your interest? That's like, oh, that seems really interesting. Or, you know, yeah, what other language are you curious about? Or it doesn't even have to be understanding like spirituality or anything like that. But maybe you've got something inside, like internally, that's like, really been calling you recently. Like maybe it's like you want to join a, I don't know, a a painting class or go and do a cooking class or, you know, what's actually really calling you to pay attention. And if there's nothing, then maybe get curious as to what you're blocking because we have these pools internally inside of us. So really come with like self-inquiry as to, all right, well, if I'm not really feeling pulled anywhere, what is that about? Why am I not allowing myself to feel these things? And start, you know, with those sorts of questions. And if you enjoy writing, journaling can be a really good process. Mm. And I always encourage my clients to keep asking, but why? So if you write a statement, you ask yourself, but why do I feel that way? Okay, answer that. But why do I feel that way? But what is that here to tell me? But what is that here to teach me? 
and just yeah know that it's a process it can take time there's no perfect way there's no right or wrong but you've got the answers so start listening to those calls of those breadcrumbs yeah beautiful I love that so good so what is the biggest lesson your kids or motherhood has taught you Mm, this is such a big question yes (laughs) and there's so many things the biggest thing like as corny as corny as it sounds and I yeah it does sound very corny but it really has taught me like to just really love and appreciate myself for who I am and I know that's not directly related to my kids but I know I wouldn't have gone on this same journey had I not had them you know because I've been on that matrescence journey it's it's triggered so much internal work. And that's not to say that I like love myself all the time. I still have moments where I'm like, oh, like that frustration. But I have the tools and the knowledge to be able to come back to actually like you are deeply worthy. You know, you can have the things that you want. You can use your voice. And I think by me going through that journey for myself, I can really role model that for my kids. So it's caused such a big trigger of self-growth and personal development. And there's so many deep lessons within that, but I think it's that trigger that, yeah, that's probably been the biggest lesson and actually just allowing that process to happen instead of resisting it. Yeah. (laughs) And there's, you know, still more things to be learning and growing for me and for everybody. But yeah, I'm just like so incredibly grateful for my girls giving me that opportunity to heal myself which allows me to show up differently for them yeah I I love that so it's like yeah again going back to motherhood as that initiation into that journey of self-healing and really finding out what we came here for and what we came to be a part of you know because it's so much bigger than just ourselves so I don't feel like that was corny at all. I feel, feel like that was really beautiful. So <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so no, I love that. And how can people connect with you? How can people find you? And, you know, tell me a little bit more about what you offer and how they can, yeah, find out what you're doing. Yeah, for sure. So I'm most active on Instagram. And all of the current links of how to work with me will be in my bio. So that's the easiest way to find me. And I love when women come and chat in my DMs, like so welcome to just come and slide in and let me know what you've loved about the episode or, you know, what's going on with you at the moment. I yeah, love having that connection. I also have my own podcast. So Matrescence Awakening with Kieran Lee. So in that space, I have conversations with incredible, incredible people who share their own, you know, spiritual magic and gifts with um, my audience. And it's just a really nice space to explore and to start to understand some terminology, understand some different ways of thinking and being. So yeah, if you're kind of like, oh, that, you know, there's maybe a few breadcrumbs here, but I'm not sure, then that might be a nice place to start because there's a whole range of different topics um, that you can delve deeper into. And in terms of working with me, so at the minute, I'm just doing private um, mentorship. So that's one-on-one sessions. And I love them because it allows us to just go so deep and really focus on on the one mama and like Mm. your one journey. And just, yeah, as, as you kind of said, just really speed up that process. Not that you have to speed it up, but if you're feeling really called, like, yes, I'm just like so keen to really understand myself more and understand my journey and tap in with that, then that private mentorship would be a really nice way to be supported. I'm also currently, so depending on when you're listening to this, but at towards the end of this year, end of 2022, um, I will be fully certified to be an energy um, coach. So that's working with people, women, mamas is who I work with in like the energy space. And so the difference between an energy coach and an energy healer So an energy healer is someone that you would go to and they do that energy work for you. So they're maybe like a Reiki practitioner or something like that, where they're helping to actually shift that energy. Energy coaching is we go into the energy space together and you become your own healer. So you're seeing your own visions, you're shifting your energy, having that own transformation. 
Now, like Ooh, both of those things are. That. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's it's so cool. I'm and coming for a session. Yes, yes, please do. Like, because I have to obviously do it as I'm training. So, mm. and the shifts and, and the things that I've been experiencing just through my training process um, have been incredible. And I'm just so, so excited to bring this like way of working with mums, yeah, to a bigger level because it just, yeah, brings so much awareness and understanding about ourselves in a way that we don't have to logically think about it. You know, sometimes we can just overthink everything, the pros and the cons. And this is like getting out of our head and into the body. I love the body work. You can't journal your way through a healing journey. Yes, you need to do that. Yes, you need to do the somatics. You need to do the body work. Like we hold and store so much in our body. So yeah, I'm just super, super excited. So I do have um, a wait list for that um, service as well, which you can access through that link in my Instagram bio. So anyone's kind of intrigued in that. Otherwise, yeah, slide into my DMs and chat to me. Instagram, that's where you'll find me. <laughs> awesome. That is beautiful. And I'm excited to ex- come and experience that. I've not heard of that before, but yeah, I am all about the body work because all of our trauma is stored in our body. So yeah. Well, amazing. We're going to finish up there. Thank you for coming and being a part of the podcast today. And yeah, if people enjoyed listening to the show, then please let us know what was your biggest takeaway or your favorite part of the show. Reach out to me or Kieran on socials and yeah, we'll chat soon. Thank you all for being here. I know time is precious. So thank you for sharing this space and sharing your time and your energy. I really, really appreciate you being here. And um, yeah, namaste, beautiful humans. Namaste. (laughs) Thanks, Aisha. Bye. Bye.